Oh man, hope everybody's doing good. It's 8.37 a.m. where I am on the East Coast. Uh, I hope you're having a great morning, afternoon, evening, middle of the middle of the morning, early morning. Uh, Tony would always tell the truth. I would always tell my truth. Um, I'm here all about connection and I was just uh, listening to a playback of my uh, We Are Wi-Fi and um, it triggered me here. Stop disrespecting yourself. And I say that with a long pause because it's the first phrase that popped in my mind as a continuation from my last episode, We Are we are the True Wi-Fi. When I say stop disrespecting yourself or we have to stop disrespecting ourselves, it's, it's not as surface as it sounds. It's funny how the mind choose to pick and choose when the present is important. When it comes to taking a look at things from your past that are a direct derivative and reflection of your today, we don't want to look at that. We want to focus on the present. But when it comes to filing an excuse or whatever the case may be, you know, we want to be understood from what we have been through. So the pick and choosing you know, you got to pick pick a battle, choose a battle of consistency. And I say that to say because the most potent respect for yourself and self-love in the present has a lot to do with respecting the light and the dark of where you have been up until year to date, right now at this very second that I'm saying it. If you know, you know, it's almost like when you hear those success stories, they always pay a lot of homage to whatever their hard time was that gave them that driving force to be the strong person they are in the present. And that's to kind of exemplify how important it is to respect your past and to not disrespect yourself. It's a complete disrespect of yourself if you don't value the dark things that have happened as much as the light. Because do you really truly value the light? Because the value of the light means you're loving yourself. You're loving the things that you've made it through. You're loving the things you've done in success. But if you're guilty of things that you found success through being dark, there's a ball of confusion there. Um, In my recent journey, I would say over the past year, What has called for cleansing with me, and when I say call for cleansing, I mean things that may have happened to me in my past that are subconsciously affecting my present and how I move forward into the future. Um, There is that thing, forgive, but don't forget. But it's like, forgive, but when you say don't forget, what are you remembering? And what frequency are are you remembering in from those times? I say that to say we disrespect ourselves because we don't give enough credit to the things that make us sustainable in the present. And I'll go real left field dark as an example. Say for instance, when you were, uh, let's say age five to seven for two years, every day you had a babysitter that would lock you in a closet every day. And I choose this to, to, to really hone in. And so through the two years, 
you routinely are locked in the closet by this babysitter. Even through this time, you remember telling your parent about it, like, this is what's going on, but they're not really hearing you. They're not really believing that someone would do such a thing to you, or maybe they didn't want to believe it because it would mean the struggle is going to be harder for them to find you a sitter, so it's better to not listen to you. So what that did in the age five to seven is one, you grew a tolerance for being in the dark alone. Two, you've grown irritated by not being heard or your words being believed. During this two year period from five to seven, life goes on, you move on, you're now in your your mid twenties, you know, and you're faced with a challenge And the biggest part of winning the challenge now in your later life is you have to be alone for a long period of time. Now, whether whether you remember five to seven or not, you just know for some reason you have the ability to be alone in a way that some people may not find it as easy. It could be a job where most part of the day you have to be by yourself and most people working with you are like, I I can't, I got to be around people. And you're like, I think I'm, I think I can handle it. But the reason you can handle it is because of something dark that happened to you in your past, but it also built you to be strong and is putting you ahead of your class in the future. And I say that to say in such an elaborate way that we have to find some respect in the endurance that we have gained in certain areas in our life from the things that have happened negatively. Um, And just to touch on that, you know, in in a more uh, personal space to myself, um, molestation was a big part of my past when I was younger. These are doors that I would never unlock and open. But one thing I could say is I had a friend, uh, God rest her soul, passed away at 23, 2003 from HIV. One thing about me is most people have told me it was abnormal, but that I had this thing about me where sex wasn't the first thing on my mind in any situation, whether it's a woman flirting with me, whether it's a man flirting with me, whatever time, space and time I was going through, I was never driven by the sex will of someone else. And people would say to me, like, damn, I don't know if I could have been in that situation, you know, and been able to not have sex. I've even known people that turn to sex as a stress relief. But in some way, shape or form, they are also bound by the flesh and they listen to the flesh above good reason in their life. Now, the way that that period in my past affected me was it put that sexual desire so far back in my subconscious that I have never led with my sexuality. Easy to miss from the people that knew me through a certain part of my life because it seems so unreal. Like, yeah, right, you had three women, this, that, and the third. You had all this going on. But when you slow down and look at me in the situation, it's like, damn, she's really not moving full steam ahead to this sexual experience that she's being offered. And that gives me and allows me to look at some light in the dark of molestation times when I was younger because I brought up my friend that passed away from HIV 
because she was a very sexual person. That's what she turned to sex for. It's what a lot of people turn to it for, for the instant gratification of feeling valued. Even if it comes down like a how of a drug. It is something that I've never been able to connect with personally because some people come out of molestation and become very sexual. Some people come out of molestation and they push sexuality all the way to the back. And with the opportunities that have faced me sexually, you know, and women that I have lost as friends because they figure I didn't value them sexually. So just to value them as a friend wasn't going to be enough, which I had to learn that that's in their own self image of what's important coming from them. And I say that to say that it's just a way to show as examples Things that have happened in the dark that make you respect yourself in the present, which makes those times no longer dark when you go back and look at them because it has built strength customized to you so that you can endure certain things that someone else may not be able to endure. And as our journeys are are our own custom journeys, we may have some similarities in our journeys, but they're all as customized as your fingerprint, as I said before. So that specific thing that happened back then Definitely customize your perception so that when approached with it, you're able to deal with your individual journey. And when you disrespect yourself, you're disrespecting the things that have made you who you are in the present. So how can you truly love yourself good or bad? That's why we love comedians because they love the, they appear to love themselves, whether it's good or bad. They get on stage and they talk shit and Kevin Hart made a whole life off of it talk shit about his own life his own fucked up things he literally stood in one um and I thought this was amazing he stood in one of his stand-ups and he made light of when his mother passed away and that's big because who doesn't start crying no matter what capacity you're talking about a loved one passing who doesn't start crying so to me he uses laughter as his tears laugh at my pain is what I believe he entitled that one. So when you're looking at things that have happened to you in a capacity to empower you in the present, it keeps you from misjudging people that are sent to you to either help you face something from your past or they're sent to you to show that you've overcome that thing in your past. And only you know based upon your journey if it's going to help you or hinder you. So to respect yourself is to respect where you come from. Like, uh, I watch all types of TV. I watch Ratchet TV and I was watching, um, uh, uh, the real black China on the Zeus network. Sometimes I get different things out of watching certain types of TV. And she did this, uh, therapy session with her mother, Tokyo Tony. And the therapist sitting there talking to them. He talked to both of them individually and then talked to them collectively. Individually, what he's doing is trying to get them, trying to understand the original frequency of certain feelings of abandonment, failure, insecurities, shame. And as he was doing this with both of them, they're looking at him like, what the hell does any of that in the past have to do with what's going on now? I see it, but I haven't always been that person to understand that because there's no way you can fix anything in the present without understanding 
where does such a strong frequency come from? And, and, and going back and being able to respect whatever that bad thing was. There's usually the bad things that mold us. I don't know why the good things don't mold us as much as the bad. I mean, I do, but that's a whole nother conversation. But when you don't want to respect yourself and you want to disrespect the things you have been through, you cannot, you can't truly have self-love. Self-love is an easy statement to say. There is a surface understanding when you come across any post or you see anything that says self-love is key. I post self-love is key a lot. Um, but it's in the manner of saying you can you cannot be afraid to go back. I have unlocked so many things that I didn't think about before because I use a method of connecting to the times but not attaching. Something I've said in one of my other episodes is that when you go back and you look at things in your past, but you look at it with a different perspective now, you're able to view it like art. Every time you go back and look, you'll see and understand something else, but you can't connect emotionally because emotional, you know, frequency of passion is a lot stronger and it will distort your ability to be able to look at a scenario for what it really is. And when you're not worried about being right or wrong, you're just looking for, for additional data. You're analyzing your own mental data, self-knowledge, self-awareness. You know, those words all come together. Self-awareness has to do being aware of yourself year to date, not just today. And the more you create fear, which is a derivative of anger of the things that have gone on, the less chance you will have to place light over those situations. So it catapults into your present from your past. And yes, we've had this programming of, oh man, that's the past. Let the past be the past. You can't hold on to the past. Where is that written? That that's the way it should be. You should not connect. You should not, excuse me, you should not attach to your past. But you want to connect for your own self-observation and your own self-understanding. Because you have to understand you before anyone else can understand you. If you don't understand yourself, how vague is your explanation or how high is your anxiety when attempting to explain yourself to someone new? And also, and I'll end with this, beware of the ego in I. I meaning me, meaning myself. You have to be aware of the ego. The ego runs shit. And we can't allow the pressure of the ego to wash over and distort things that we are supposed to see in its true image. The ego is is the sharp tongue. Well, I don't care about nobody else. I'm not worried about, I'm only worried about me. Now, you know that's really a lie for real, but that's what the ego is very convincing and making you believe that that is real. Well, because of what happened to me so-and-so time and at this time, I don't care about these things anymore. That's the ego talking. Because why give so much validation through conversation with people about that bad thing if you don't hold it in some type of respect by your ego? And you have to be careful in what you respect about yourself because you have to build your lane of what respect looks like, not by what the masses are consumed by. 
I love the Nikki and Cardi B stories because you know music is 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 a big is 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 a champ out here. So these are people who created their own lanes, rode through them lanes, walked on walked on fire to be themselves and to grow to become whoever they were going to be against all odds. And those are very good metaphors to understand that you have no shame in where you come from. No one can shame you. I have no shame. And it's funny when I talk to people from the past, the first thing they seem to kind of want to do is shame me for what I, oh, well, I remember when you used to do this. I remember when you used to do that. Oh, I remember when this was going on and now you're trying to act like you have so much positivity. But when you allow the ego to settle while you're hearing this information, all that person is really telling you is they didn't truly know you. The things that I speak in spirituality, this couldn't come up from the past year or two of my life. To know me is to know that I have always been this way. It's just finding my inner voice and my self-love to be able to be me regardless of how it makes someone else uncomfortable. I don't allow people to put their expectations of me on me. Because it could be two totally different things. There's the judge a book by his cover when a person first sees you. And then there's the observation of a person to understand who they truly are. And I have always been the type of person to bring people together in a way that most people were in awe of. That's my spiritual connection. I've never been a liar across people I knew. If anything, I protected their identity, an identity that I saw that most people didn't. I've never been the type of person to run tell at talk shit behind people's back you know that's just that's just not how I've ever been and I've always been the voice of reason it's just the people that I you know chose to be around didn't want to use me as a voice of reason it was better to use me as an alibi so those things didn't permeate that's when my frustration began as the first season of my journey was starting to awaken People are perceiving me the wrong way as to who I am. And then you got this worldwide web that came along kind of after the, the, the high times of when I was doing what I was doing, house father, promote parties, things like that, you know, and you have, you know, this internet, you know, worldwide web thing that goes on where your name gets to, gets to spitting in different states that you've never even been in all because of a profile or a person becoming obsessed or infatuated with a profile of you that's not even your physical. And so I don't have anyone to defend myself to behind those things. And I say that because I would never want you to feel like you have to defend yourself for wanting to enlighten yourself. People have a problem when you change because they feel like it's fake. But the urban definition of insanity is doing what you've always done and expecting different results. How are you going to run around in a complete 360 circle over and over again and expect to see something different and you're running around in the same circle? The enlightening process beginning to turn, come out of that circle and turning it into a straight line of your intentions and your journey. And you have to respect yourself in the present and where you come from. The abandonment the 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 ridiculing eyes the differences of opinion people that don't see things your way and really respect those things within yourself so don't disrespect yourself self-love self-knowledge 
self-awareness is more important than spending your time being aware of someone else. This is Tony Tells the Truth. I will always tell my truth. Peace, love, and light. And may your perspective today help your tomorrow. May your today's manifestations create your tomorrow in abundance. Peace.